1: Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig, and I am joined by Paul Doolan. Hello, and on the phone Dave Watson.
2: On the phone with my homes. How are you doing, man?
1: Not bad. Oh, I forgot. You always do the podcast surrounded by your homies, don't you?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> all the um, all the people from the hood you grew up in.
2: Yep, all the all the ghetto fabulous chaps from Seton Slopes. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird.
1: Um so uh I feel like I feel like we should just go straight in by talking about football. Uh Friday night's game was fun. Should we talk about the game? Actually, no <laughs> I tell you what, I since the last podcast the last podcast was the celebration we're going up. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. everything was rosy. Everything was rosy. nothing could go wrong. And then the following morning, <laughs> just before that podcast went out. Yeah. That I remember seeing on the news that there had been some arrests made with regards to tax issues in the football industry. And I thought, yeah, mm, reckon we might be involved in this and then it's and then the first paragraph i said i read said in the london area and the northeast yeah and i thought i'm pretty
3: sure <laughs> <laughs> i just thought it's surely harry redknapp again right like when you think of footballers and dodgers like we we don't seem like a particularly dodgy-dealing club compared to some... A have boss. you met a Mike Ashley? I
1: beg your pardon. Well, no, you haven't met. None of us well, have no, met Mike Ashley.
3: No, I do know someone who is a friend of a friend of his who's been on his jet, but
1: that's nice. apparently he's an awful man. I know someone who was a driver for him, or I ah. met someone who was a driver for him, and he said... That yeah, they were. He was nice, and Lee Charnley and the gang. They were all like very nice. They work quite late and have a lot of curries. <laughs> 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 Apparently, they just have a yeah. But
3: Lee Charnley, who now may not have a clean criminal record,
1: correct? So uh, it's at this stage we're pretty low on detail, but yeah.
2: And we will be for a while, to be honest. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because that's that's the not they're... the
3: usual case of just this podcast being low on detail. That's like, genuinely, <laughs> HMRC and not releasing information. That
1: is true. We are always low on detail, but there isn't that much... The difference is on this occasion, there isn't that much detail available. But we know that there's been a, a lot of uh, dealings in, with regards to transfers uh, at West Ham and Newcastle. Transfers mm-hmm. uh, uh, from France, specifically Marseille, it seems. Yeah, which have uh, aroused su- suspicion from HMRC, and uh, Lee Charley was arrested, not charged. So we don't mm. know exactly what's gone on there. And um, well, it's interesting. Also, also Sylvain Marveau was. Uh, yeah, and he's nothing. Arrested.
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he had anything to do with Marseille, did he? Marvo, did we sign him from there? Or? Oh,
2: God. No, I said... What? Well, Can you stop the, asking... The <laughs> I don't know the answers to. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> um, who, who played Billy
3: is... Kennedy in Neighbours? You'll know that.
2: <laughs> the, that um, would be Jesse Spencer. There
1: we go. We're back on the
3: track.
2: With, um...
1: <laughs> Good, sorry, go on, Dave.
2: Yeah, the thing with... um, Because it's uh, the HMRC that's doing the investigation and it's not a criminal... Investigation yet, um, HMRC have the powers of arrest, but they have to like to to formally interview somebody. They've got to arrest them so that they, it's uh, the, so that opens the procedure so that it's properly documented. I've been there and many so times. That, yes, I know you too. have. You tax dodging swine. But the the point with Charlie getting arrested and then um, released without charge says to me that it was it, it, they had to arrest somebody who would have all the insight and everything like that so that they could begin all the proceedings that they wanted to go through. And the the time frame they're talking about, it sounds to me and yeah, we're low on information, but it sounds to me like it was before he was MD, So it was more lambious than, than Charnley. And they're talking about uh, dealings with uh, Mondial sports, which they were the sports agency that w- that represented like Kabai, Sissoko, Remy, um, Cabella Tovan... And it's I weird, though. I can't imagine
3: casino owner Derek Lambias being involved in any
1: shady dealing. Weird.
0: <laughs> so there, the, was an the ame- good, there was an yeah. immediate
1: panic that yeah. morning that we might be dropped, uh, docked points. Yeah. That suddenly the promotion might be in question. Yeah. That seems unlikely you're laughing at that already it does seem well, like it was, it's
3: just going to be a financial penalty if anything happens because i think there are precedents the, of it happening before
2: yeah for, for a case of like corporate tax fraud it wasn't going to be resolved within the next month or so so it wasn't it was never going to impact our promotion it was never going to impact our like but it
1: might impact our champions league qualification next season Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now, frankly, what like like Paul says, it'll be uh, a financial. If anything, it'll be a financial punishment. So we might have to pay a, a sizeable fine. Like, and I'm talking like ten million plus. Or it could be. um Where'd like you get if, that figure
1: from? Come on, ten, 10 million, million Abbott. Plus. Well, yeah, come on, <laughs>
3: Diane Abbott. <laughs> oh God, throwing it's like through. I'm sat across from Nick Ferrari. <laughs> well, You're
1: throwing
3: the, out figures. Well, the, Where'd you get your ten million from? <laughs>
2: Well, because the um, the initial like the the funds that they're investigating that apparently are for um, deals in the, in the region of five million pound tax evasion, like a, a sum of t- a, a five million pound that the HMRC is due. So for a fee for, for a sum of five million, and f- because we're high profile, and because. Um, Uh, there's a couple of people involved like a couple of teams involved so it's West Ham and us but there's also people looking at Chelsea though no arrests were made there's um, uh, requests for information from Chelsea and because it's a sports agency that's dealt with a lot of big name players which could call into uh, question other clubs and because it's Marseille any dealings that Marseille have had done because it's spread out but because it's high profile because of the sums involved I think I think 10 million quid. And also looking at previous like tax um, uh, like transfer dodgy dealings in the past, like the, the sums that they got fined, like Spurs got fined uh, 12, 15 million um, quite some time ago. So they got about 12, 15 million, but theirs was like a proper dodgy deal. Um, I think as well, so-
3: the other thing to remember with this is that it's very unlikely to just be us in West Ham. Yeah. Because so, it seems to be about... The amount of money players get for image rights rather than their wages, so it's a way of siphoning off money that they don't have to pay tax on. I would yeah. be very surprised if it's only us in West Ham that have been doing this.
1: How Did much they? would you pay? Bearing in mind this player was arrested. How much would you pay for image rights for <laughs> Sylvan Malvo?
3: He's on a
1: lot of lunchboxes in France. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would I would struggle to give an accurate description of him. It's a player that
3: very few of us have seen. What about Cla- given how much he was injured?
2: Yeah, Ferreira,
1: for Ferrera, Ferreira. Or <laughs> <laughs> his image rights. I reckon Marvo maybe for a
3: sort of some sort of maybe St John's Ambulance, someone that deals with regular injuries. He'd be quite a good sort of front.
1: Yeah. What about Clarence Akinya? How much would you pay for his image <laughs> rights?
3: Have we ever had an oh, uglier footballer?
2: Yeah, I've got images That's of any question. listeners under the age of like 20 Googling Clarence Acunia because don't they don't do know it. Who don't image search. Don't do it. <laughs> Your screen will crash. I mean,
1: we're going on, we will go straight onto football any moment now. But yeah. I'm just going to throw out a question now and maybe we can talk about this later. If it wasn't Clarence Acunia, who was the ugliest ever Newcastle footballer? I've got Peter one. Beardsley. Yeah, that surely. was one. He went immediately into my head as an obvious one. So, but we'll we'll talk about some other ugly Newcastle footballers. <laughs> uh, not right after this break. Right after we actually talk about football and our most recent game against Cardiff, the penultimate game of the season, the victory parade. Mm. Paul, did you enjoy it? I did. I Very much enjoyed it.
3: It's weird. It's been like the whole end of this season has felt somehow anticlimactic because we've been expecting to go up for so long. But yeah. it was good. A good vocal away following. We seemed to play all right. We played Shelby and then Colback a little further forward than we have in the past, which was nice to see. We no, didn't, we didn't. Did we not?
2: We didn't play Shelby.
3: Colback even. Shelby was on the bench, wasn't he? But he came on at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But more Story. advanced than we have. Sorry it felt it. yeah. No, it's fine,
1: Dave. Just- you just really embarrassed yourself yeah. <laughs> oh, god. I think i better go. Story. No, no I just think it was no, nice
3: it was nice to see us not just
1: phoning it in at the end of the season. Well it felt like the first half performance was alright. But the second half performance was pretty good, I thought Dave.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I didn't watch it live because I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy Two with uh, my missus. And um, yet,
1: you
3: still corrected me.
2: Well, because then disgrace. I like, watched because <laughs> then I watched it through nufc because I'm a nerd.
1: My girlfriend uh, worked on Guardians of the Two of uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Uh-huh. Did she? Oh. Yeah, and the well. first one. I'll, One I'll of the tell, main I'll creators of Rocking, Rocky Raccoon, so, Rocky she did a
2: very Raccoon, good job. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I, th- I, I, can reveal, I can exclusively reveal.
1: I can exclusively reveal that in a WhatsApp group. <laughs> this is this is really really bad, but I'm I'm relying on the fact that I'm pretty sure <laughs> that the Newcastle Night has a low listenership.
3: Uh, right. This feels like a proper exclusive coming that you shouldn't be saying. I'm in, I,
1: I'm in a WhatsApp group that includes David Hasselhoff and uh I know that one of his songs is featured in uh, Guardians 2. And yeah. according to him, uh the storyline of the movie is about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Well, is it? or is it, Dave? Not-
2: I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but he plays a part. Yeah, he's in the movie. So okay. yeah. is he in it? Yeah, Jesus. briefly. Yeah. Um but yeah, I agree. Going back to the football game, uh, I thought yes, in the first half we were all right, the second half was much, much better. I thought Hayden had an incredible game. I thought he was yeah. absolutely superb.
3: We've really um, missed him, I think. Yeah, been
2: hugely, ahead. hugely. Um I was I tell you, I was really nervous when I saw the lineup. No Richie, no Shelby, no Gale. Um, Atsu starting um, and uh, Hayden and Colback in the centre. I thought, well, there's zero. I think creativity. Richie,
3: especially, we do miss when he's not yeah. in, out of everybody. Like, Gale somehow feels more replaceable than Richie, despite how great goal scoring form he's in. Because our hmm. midfield is very low on creativity.
2: Yeah. I, I, wasn't much, I wasn't very impressed with Murphy in the first half. And I thought Mitrovic did a better job in the second half, but that could just be because we as a team played better in the second half. Mm. Um, Mitrovic
3: impressively so- keeping up his record of not scoring in consecutive games <laughs> as well. To a level I think we all thought this time last year was beneath him.
1: <laughs> to be fair to Mitrovic, Darrell Murphy is the sort of player where if the game isn't going his way... You really don't notice him, yeah. But you yes. do. It might not always be for doing something good, but you do <laughs> always notice Mitrovic.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh,
1: but
3: and that's like yeah. saying you always notice the loudest, most violent person in a pub. <laughs> it's,
2: it's true. That's true. It's accurate. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, Atsu's goal was absolutely lovely. I think that the best term I can think of is deft. Yeah, deft. it was a deft he tickled finish. It. Yeah, it was glorious. It's just so nonchalant. It but was it just lovely. seemed
3: too easy as well. You were like, it was like he'd found a different way of scoring a free kick. Where you, you were watching it, yeah. thought, oh, I didn't realise hitting it that slowly was an option <laughs> that could work.
0: <laughs> I think he has <laughs> a lot shift.
1: of. He has a he has a lot of quality. too. Mm. he's not like a flying mm. winger, really, is he? But he's. But he's got a very good left boot.
3: Yeah, he's not very good at beating a man. And I worry a little bit that he seems to have started looking decent for us towards the end of his loan contract.
2: Oh Right.
3: I'm I don't think personally we should try and sign him.
2: Well, Depends and, what the what the release fee is, because if it's like six or seven million has been mooted, I don't mind putting six million first. I don't know. I put him
3: but- on a par with Gufran Really, I don't think either of them will be good enough.
2: Hush your mouth.
3: No, I think Um, Atsu has good moments, but really, you watch him in games, he's a very frustrating player to watch as a winger. Mm. He doesn't deliver a good cross, he doesn't regularly beat his man. He's got pace, which is good, but really, out of the three main qualities you want for a winger, he only ticks one box. I don't think he's going to be good enough for the Premier
2: League. See, I think you've been a bit harsh. I think he does. He can beat players and he can, you know, trick around He just them. chooses not can, to. I, I don't know. I don't know why it hasn't particularly worked out. Part of that could be lack of game time in the same way as Mitrovic hasn't lit up the league partly because of a lack of game time, but maybe they're not getting game time because they're not performing when they do get the chance. Yeah. So, I don't I, think I don't Gufran's been
3: keeping him out of the team. Like Gufran started the season well, but if we'd had a decent left winger, a sort of (coughs) left-footed, well, Matt Ritchie is left-footed, but you know what I mean? A left-sided Matt Ritchie type, they would have kept Atsu and Goofran
2: out of the team. Yeah, yeah, perhaps, yeah. Well, I've
1: got some some stuff to say about Atsu as well. But um, first off, we're going to have a little break and then we'll be back with some more opinions on Christian Atsu, some more opinions on Newcastle United Football Club as a whole. (laughs) And some questions and thoughts from the Newcastle Natter listenership on Twitter. See you after the break.
0: Such as Mr. George Decay. star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk.
1: Welcome back. Before we go right back deep balls deep into Newcastle United uh Dave you had a little something you wanted to mention is that right
2: yeah yeah so uh my, mine is um doing something doing something for charity and uh for McMillan, the um you know the the, the cancer support uh, charity in the UK um yes. what he's doing is a 24-hour non-stop live stream on his Twitch channel, which I've been told by the kids is where it's at. Um, so he's going to play computer games for 24 hours straight, um, and people can tune in and watch him and stuff like that. And like, it's not particularly my bag, but, but <laughs> it, if 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 the audience is out there for it, which sounds like it is, I think it's a. Forget anything else. It's an incredibly worthy charity, and like, I'm happy to to push. Like uh, to push money his way for, for doing that because the Macmillan uh, support charity is so worthwhile and um, it's helped loads of people that I know so it'd be really important I think it's really important to, to support it so um, what I'm going to do is um, retweet it from my account and uh, hopefully one of the lads will retweet it from the, the Natter account um, so it'll be his giving page and uh, a link to um, his Twitch channel as well. So, so have a look go at, on, at
3: Newcastle look. Natter and at this, Dave, and it'll be on yes. there. Wicked.
1: We'll make Perfect. sure that's done. Uh, Thanks, guys. Good stuff. And uh, just before the break, we were talking about Christian Atsu. I... I'd, six or seven million, I would certainly pay that. Um, I jokingly said on Twitter the night that he scored the goal, I jokingly said, uh, 40 million, we should pay 40 million for him And um, Tony Armstrong got in touch on Twitter and said, is that the purchase price in the loan contract, it seems a bit steep despite that beauty t- tonight <laughs> now, it was a joke Tony um, but personally I mean what do I know but I'd, I would pay good money for him I, th- I think I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't played a lot more this season
3: I know what yeah, you mean, I so. but I don't think he's taken his chances when he has. He's done all right, but he's not done amazingly. Like, I think for, if you're looking for a player to perform well in the Premier League, I don't think Atsu's done enough to convince that he can do that. Okay. Like He failed on loan at Everton. He's tried it in the Premier League before and not done it. I don't think, think he's showed anything with us this season to think, oh, he's suddenly found the consistency to make it at the top level,
2: I think. Do you know who he reminds me of? Luar Luar. I think you to say Jack
3: Colbeck because so they no. could be twins.
2: Well, you can, <laughs> yeah, you can see the the raw ability yeah. there. I think that's a good share. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I would like to have him around, but we'll see. I can understand that he might not necessarily be in the first eleven, but I can't imagine he'll be crazy expensive. Um, no. And but would team. we? Are we in a position to pay
3: six or seven million for a second choice left winger? Yeah,
1: we've got Premier, we're a Premier League club. That is like,
2: but have we already pre-
3: got Sammy Amiobi to do the same job? Yeah,
2: bear in mind, we paid five million for a like third choice, third and fourth choice centre back. So, but we've
1: spent money yeah, badly choice. in the past. No, but well, we this, think, this season we spent. We spent less than we got brought in, and we were still spending that yeah. on centre backs. But we're now normally, a Premier League club, with all Premier League clubs, sort of have to spend six my or own, seven million pounds on players only, that aren't going to be in their first eleven. My that only point on the that Premier League is, is now:
3: normally you do that as a slight risk, like you buy somebody who you think will be second choice. Thinking they might be able to push on and become a first-team regular. Yeah, I think this is a player that we've seen isn't going to be that.
2: See, well, I disagree. he can I'm play?
3: Not. I, I suppose he can play on either wing, so he's handy. But
2: yeah, and also he's still a young lad, so he's still got plenty of potential that he might, you know, he might meet that potential. It's so true. Like, five actually. He's 25. been out in my head. Plenty I he was of like twenty-three. I think he's had plenty of chances. I don't know. I I think that if we can get him for six or seven million, then uh, we could probably flog him a season later and still make a profit on him because there'll be another club out there that will take a risk because they've seen him on match of the day and they think that he's a game. You know, he's he's one of those players who could win a game on his own kind of players. So I don't know. I think it's worth the risk because I don't think the risk is that high. Okay.
1: Well, we'll see. Good goal from Hayden. We've already talked about Hayden's performance. So, uh, next weekend uh, is the final game of the season. Yeah. We're one point behind Brighton, is that right? Yeah, with much better goal difference. So, it's basically, um, we need to get a better result than them.
3: Yeah, and they're away at Villa and ordinarily this season you would have thought very easy Brighton win. Villa at home under Bruce have been much better. I think they've got like seven out of their last eight have been wins, is that right? Or something, six
1: out of seven. We got a, a tweet from uh, Bill Mann, and he says, how dirty did you feel at the prospect of having to root for <laughs> Villa this weekend?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to have a domestic bath afterwards. If, uh, but you have if, about if, one if it, of
1: those a day, don't you? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, the plus side—the plus side is that they will be annoyed if they win and we win the league. So it's sort of that sweetens it a bit.
2: I mean, their fans were singing that they wanted Blackburn to win um, against Villa. The Villa fans were wanting Villa to lose because that puts more pressure on Birmingham. And I, I think they'll be the filler fans will be as keen to deny us the title, and so won't be bothered about uh, them losing to, to to Brighton. And frankly, for all you said, they're in in decent form. Um, Villa have lost; um, they've lost three, drawn one, and won two out of their last uh, six. So they're not in they're not in great form. Um, they're, you're right that they are better, but.
3: But their home uh, I, form is pretty decent, I think.
2: Um, like the last last six home games is, yeah, it's uh, five wins out of six. So it could be. And also they got like a public bollocking from Bruce after their like inept, hopeless, in his words, uh, performance against Blackburn. So there might be a rocket under them. But at the end of the day...
3: I don't think we can be still, counting on nah, like Villa would, turning up. And it it says a lot about the importance of winning this league that, I don't know about you, but I don't feel particularly bothered if we come second. It would be nice to win the league, but I'm not I'm not praying for Villa
1: to do amazingly. It would be a bonus. Yeah. It's not the sort of trophy that you're going to have banners for, really. Are they? I can't
3: imagine it will be an open-top bus parade.
1: I Yeah, I'd be surprised if there was.
3: There'll be maybe a no, DVD, but...
1: That- <laughs> Oh, all, there's always a DVD. There was probably a DVD of last season. <laughs> I think
3: in pecking order, DVDs below Bus Parade, but I don't know what comes above there's a Bus Parade. There's a DVD parade. of
1: everything. But <laughs> I bet there'll be a DVD of last season. Available. No, no I guarantee it. Christ.
2: I mean, Brighton have lost three out of the last six away trips, but they've won three out of the last
3: I six I was reading away as well, Brighton so. have never won at Villa Park, which I didn't realise.
2: Really? Yeah. That's a good start.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine they played
3: the
2: other, that the, much. No, but. the other thing is uh, Villa are going to be missing their top player. You know, um, is it, it or yeah, yeah, yeah? Uh, they're going to be missing him. He's got a broken ankle or something, so he's not. He's definitely out. So I don't know. Like the like like you, Paul. If all we can do is win our game, if we win our game and Brighton win theirs fine we've missed out on the title by one point to a very good brighton side who are managed by a likeable bloke and they've got arguably one of the best players in the the league in Knockhart and they've got the best yeah. defense so yeah fine and we're still going up so i don't I'm not going to
3: smash my house up if we come
2: second no <laughs> i'm actually going to be up in the up in the north for the for the game oh. um, i'm trying to get tickets but they're so it's sold out
3: the isn't it yeah
2: yeah, yeah. So I'm basically waiting for somebody to either not be able to go, or some cheeky scamp to have bought extras and sell them on. But to be honest, they're going to be rarer than rock and horse shit. So I don't think I'm going to get one. But I'll just be in the town for yeah. That'll
3: be worth it though. During the
2: match, and that'll be a laugh. Worth it. Yeah. But we've got Barnsley.
3: Mm. Who are you going to be without um, Adam Campbell? Adam Armstrong, I always get this. Adam Armstrong, confused. yeah, who's on loan for um, us.
2: Thing with Barnsley is they've got they've got a really bad defense. They've got the fifth, like the joint fifth worst defense in the league. They've lost four out of the five away games, and they've only beat Blackburn, and that's the only win in six home and away. And they've only got two wins in fifteen, so they're in terrible form. I think they've only won twice since they sold uh, Conor Hurahan. So uh, do they, they have
3: anything to play for at this point of the no, season?
2: They're they're comfortably safe. They're 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 fourteenth in the in the league. Um they cannot possibly go down and they cannot possibly go, get into the playoffs. They are quintessential mid table safety. Not they've got zero goal difference as well. So um, so So we're gonna lose. <laughs> so we'll lose and Brighton will scrape a draw and win the title. Um well fight, the thing. If Brighton
3: lose fight. and we draw, that's still enough with our goal difference. So, who knows? We'll if, yeah, yeah.
1: Who knows? And what the important stuff is done, we're up. So, yeah. If we win, uh, if we end up winning the title, then that'll be a nice little bonus. But I don't think that is important. Just before we finish, no. we've got a couple of things from people on uh, Twitter. Very common question, but there's no harm in answering it again because every week we sort of change our opinions. Uh, APNUFC says, who would be your realistic top target in the summer?
2: Realistic. Um, Hmm. maybe, Maybe Harry Maguire from Hull or Kurt Zuma from Chelsea.
3: Zuma would be good. Tom Kearney from Fulham's one that keeps coming up. Oh I think yeah. Would yeah that'd be lovely. I like the sound of Tom Kearney and I do like the sound of Zuma. Mm. Callum Wilson as well at Bournemouth. I think I mean I know he's got Well he's had one bad injury, I don't think he's got a bad injury record, but you never know. But sure I could see that. him being a slight if not upgrade on Gale, and competition for the same sort of thing.
1: We talked about Ryan Shawcross in the last pod, I think. If yeah. he is a realistic transfer target, then I'd be well into that. Yeah, same here. There's, in fact, was, I'm seen that as my top one.
2: Well, there's a report in the papers today that he's signing a new contract with Stoke.
1: Okay, yeah. well, forget about that. He was just using us as bait. Yeah. Speaking of which, now that I've just I hate him. Now that I've mentioned Ryan Shawcross, I should probably say Jamal Sells, He's played his last game of the season. Turns out he's been playing yeah. with an injury. What was it? Is that
3: it a, a double hernia? Sports hernia.
1: Uh, a sports. It was a double? Hernia, was it? As opposed to a sex one. A <laughs> he's been playing with a sex hernia. <laughs> he's been playing with the <laughs> worst kind of hernia, as opposed to a reading hernia. He's been playing with a sports <laughs> hernia. Um, but there was like. There was some press put out about it, PR from the club basically, of him saying that he was playing under a lot of pain but he felt it was really important to be there as the captain, contributing to the team even if he wasn't fit. And thanks to his performances in the last few games, I I think he could have sat them out. Yeah. You didn't need to be a hero, Jamal.
3: Yeah, I, I, Grant Hanley could have done a job <laughs> if we just yeah. sat out. It's a tricky one because you—it's exactly what you want to hear, but it is such a like. I'm the captain. I play through the pain barrier. I'm Terry Butcher with blood down my face. But yeah, at the same time, like Steven we criticised, we rightly criticised Pardew before for bringing players back before they were ready and playing injured players, which just knackers them. No, it, it, it it's you can't blame ways.
1: you can't blame him. For making himself available to play but in hindsight I would have liked to have seen a hand put on his shoulder yeah. and a finger pointed towards uh, the ex- an executive box.
3: Yeah, it's reassuring at least to hear a good reason for why his form dropped off for the last couple yeah. of months and maybe he's not as bad as we have been
1: saying. Okay, well we've maybe not given a definitive answer but we've thrown around some names uh, and once again in terms of who we want to transfer and I'm sure we'll do again, that again the one week. that Go I on. think
3: is impossible but I would love is Michael Carrick but I don't think that'll happen
1: Yeah, that'd be just for good. wages and who would have thought we'd have Rafa Benitez as manager true who knows yeah I
3: mean it's gonna the start of this summer normally like summer windows are just a bit boring but it's gonna be so interesting because anyone we're linked with and any like, offers we put in are going to tell us so much about the ambition of the club this summer.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But we all know that we're going to be linked with players. We'll be linked who, with Andy Carroll. We'll, we'll be linked with Andy Carroll and we'll buy players who's, who we've never heard of, but we all make a quick snap judgment on, based on a YouTube video and how good their name sounds.
3: I think this, <laughs> yeah. is, the, this is the one transfer window where if we start by signing unknown players from France and Holland, we're going to think we're in trouble because they're not going to be the people Benitez wants. And it's going to suggest control's gone back to Graham Carr and Benitez yeah. walk. We'll see.
1: But- well, it, it, we've just got. I'm just going to rattle through a couple more yeah. things on Twitter. Uh, Thomas Burkhan says, uh, what position should we aim for next season? Please don't say top half. And I don't know if he means that's too ambitious or if he means that's not specific enough uh, just give us a number what what position should we aim for next season
3: I'm going to say top half if we get <laughs> if we get the financial backing
1: in the words of Thomas Burkhan please don't say top half it's too
3: late. I think it's such a lot it depends so much on how much money we have to spend but if we get the amount that Benitez wants and the level of control he wants I think 10th isn't out of the question. If you look at like Watford, I think a 10th at the moment, and they've not been pulling up any trees really. They had a good start to the season.
1: I think I'm going to give like three different answers. Okay. I think realistically, what you should, do, what you should do is <laughs> aim for first. That's what you should, you should always <laughs> yeah. be aiming oh God. to win every game. You can't go into a football match not wanting to win it. So aim for first. Yeah. Be happy with seventeenth, yeah, that seventeenth is the uh baseline aim if we can survive, <laughs> then that is th- in your first season up if you can survive, then that is success, but deep down in my soul, I believe that we can get to eleventh oh
3: not top half,
1: mm-hmm. Dave.
2: The- So I think... Short, briefly, uh, please. Yeah. uh, Aim for 12th, be happy with 14th, worry if it's lower. But all this will change when we see who we sign.
1: Yeah. So if we are 6th in March next season, Dave, you still think we should be aiming for 12th? That's just great. Aim Aim for every, to win every game. You should be always aim for first. Can we start a petition? This is from Lloyd Kent. Can we start a petition to get... Jack Colback banned from the city, the bloke is useless.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he's worse in away games, so we'd have to get him banned from England.
1: Yeah, that is the plan. We need to get him banned from... We, we need to make him an offshore player <laughs>
3: somehow.
1: No, we need to get him, get him banned from every other city. Um, build a wall. We need to build a wall.
3: I don't think it's <laughs> too extreme to say Jack Colback should be publicly hanged by the neck till death. <laughs>
1: Correct, and I think that's just,
0: <laughs> that's, that's, like, a that's a something we, can we can all, all get, get behind. behind. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no I, he's he's a handy person. Is he done for us? I don't, I don't like the idea of him being in a starting eleven for us in the Premier League, even hmm. though he has been before and he's done it for Sunderland. He just doesn't.
1: He might be a player who sort of sticks around for a, a yeah, for a what, of a sense of continuity. Yeah, and a Dan Gosling local. Sort of.
3: I think he'll re at a different club and do better. Possibly. But he just doesn't fit the
1: way we play. And then uh, we've got a tweet from uh, Lagrange or Lagrange. Uh, going down percentage for old time's sake? 15%. 15%? I don't think we're going to go down. Well, clearly, but okay. Dave?
2: Next season, yeah, 15, 20%.
1: Okay, I'm going to say 33.3 recurring, yeah. I think there's a one in three chance that we will go down. I mean, it's all... Which is still... Which still means, I'm being positive, I think there's a two in three Mm. chance we'll stay up. It's the same
3: sort of caveat to everything else we've said, where it totally depends what happens in the transfer window in the summer.
1: So we'll very likely lose within the next two weeks... Rafa Benita could leave. Dennis Wise, Dennis Chopped Wise back in as manager.
0: We oh, could get son. a transfer
1: ban. Yeah,
3: God, that would be yeah.
1: So terrifying. I think there's a one in three chance that we could go down. Now I'm pretty sure we'll be. Can back- I? Re- sorry, I
3: might revise my percentage to a, a Cronenberg 1664. Anywhere between those two numbers.
1: well that is absurd Paul but I will allow it because I like you thank you Um, so I'm pretty sure that there will be a final natter of the season next week which in which we'll do our um, end of the season awards Mm. so please get in early with your suggestions for winners and categories yeah Um, little word on the street is that we might even get an appearance from a Natter uh, legend and originator, Luke Benson. Ooh, so that would oh. be fun for the end of the season, do just to show up and claim credit. John Terrying <laughs> it in his full kit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in his full Natter kit, <laughs> claiming credit for the season, but that would be nice. But in the meantime, thank you very much. Uh, Dave Watson. Thanks, Fergus. Thank you, Paul Doolin. Thank you. My name is Fergus Craig. Please follow us at Newcastle Natter on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and subscribe. That's the thing to do, apparently. Subscribe. That helps in the stats. But uh, in the meantime, thank you very much. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.